Hello, my name is Michael Garrick, and this is Popping Culture. My guest today is comedian Ben Stacy, hilarious comedian from Rock Hill and Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, Rock Hill, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. Sorry. Uh, very funny comedian, guys. If he's in your city, please go see him. He will keep you laughing. He's hilarious. One of my favorite. Um, thank you so much, man, for coming back on the show. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, the topic you chose was punk rock and how punk rock has influenced pop culture for people that don't well hopefully uh everyone but i'm sure it's gonna be a few for people that don't know what uh the genre of punk rock is how would you describe it to them fast loud crazy and it's like the base roots of rock and roll um just you know angry aggressive uh usually a message sometimes not sometimes it's just good fun and sometimes it's a real kick in the teeth yeah that's Uh, true overall it's my it's genuinely my favorite genre of music because it's just the type of music i've really like identified with over the years nice nice it's kind of it's i would describe it as like the hip-hop for white people because it's very DIY. It's like, you know, it comes from like uh, working class uh, neighborhoods and that type of thing. Yep. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Not to get weird about it. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just thinking of the punk rock song I would compare it to Fuck the Police. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just trying to tell you. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was just like, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, any special reason why you chose the topic? Again, it's like um, I haven't been into that type of music since I was about 14, 15 years old. Uh, I was a, I was just I was an angsty teenager, uh, just an angry one too. Because, uh, well, my my whole world just kind of fell apart when I was thirteen. My parents were like getting a divorce. Uh, my, uh, my aunt. Uh, who I love very dearly, turned out going to prison for uh, for a very violent crime. <laughs> and um, that was also the year I found out Santa Claus wasn't real. Yeah, I was one of those dummies. <laughs> so it was just like, what else did you lie to me about? God? <laughs> I'm not going to lie, buddy. I was, I was just like, man, this is horrible. Then you got the Santa Claus. And I was like, hmm, hmm all right. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was I like you so bad <laughs> but um, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell you what order to tell that story in next time but <laughs> <laughs> so it's like oh that one that last one whatever <laughs> same time <laughs> no i was i was thinking like was that the one that hurt the most like that's what I was... <laughs> in a way yeah because it starts that's when you start asking the existential questions like what else do you lie about? The Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, God? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. I, and I, I think I probably say this too much on the show, but like, uh, I told you, I grew up a Jehovah Witness, I believe. What? I grew up a Jehovah Witness. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, it was always weird during holiday season, just because everybody would come to me and be like, "What's the PlayStation like?" I'm like, it's it's amazing. You gotta wait till December. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, you know but, man, i got this, got this back yeah. in november like but uh yeah it's worth the wait buddy yeah you got all the cool stuff first and then you didn't have to worry about like <laughs> but real, then dude. again 
then again, it was probably like hard <clears throat> after Christmas swapping stories like about like, yeah, what did you get? Hey, what did you get? And you're just out there like, yeah, I already got that stuff. You were asking me months ago. Yeah, for <laughs> real. They'd be like, no, you didn't. Be like, my mom's not going to wait for prices to go back up. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't blame her for that. <laughs> yeah, just uh, she was just like, oh, okay, I can get it for, yeah, because I, I think the PlayStation 2, I think that was only 150 And I know the Sega Genesis, she got it for $99. And the only reason why I remember it so well is because she got it from Sears. Because apparently Sears used to sell, well, Sears don't sell nothing no more, but Sears used to sell uh, game <laughs> systems. Yeah. They used, to, they used to sell everything up until oh, yeah. like, up until recently, like just Walmart, Amazon kind of fucked them yeah. up. Yeah. No, I think Sears did it to themselves, man. You know, Lil Way sounds good, you know, if you're a consumer. But if I own the business, Lelway ain't really the best idea. No. Uh, you can't really rely on people paying it. No. No, uh, I'm sure. Because uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not proud of this at all. And we'll get to punk rock, guys. I'm not proud of this at all. You know, Kmart went out of business, but Kmart kept Lelway. Man, when I say that, <laughs> I, I got this baseball jacket that, like, I literally had on Lelway. For like 12 months, I got it like right before they ran out of business. I was like, hey, Michael Garrett, like, do you still have it? Uh, and they had it. They had it back there. Just like, okay. Well, uh, I moved in. I remember when they were like shutting down. Um, I moved into an apartment in Concord. And uh, like the first couple of days, I didn't have like electricity because I just didn't have the money to put down payment for electricity. I, I, was, I was moving out of my dad's house. So I was just trying to get the fuck out of there. So it was just you. like candle lights and flashlights. And I had to like go to a friend's house to like charge my phone. <laughs> and um, uh, I just, I went to uh, the Kmart that was just up the street from it. And um, I, I bought, I just bought a flashlight. I was just trying to buy a flashlight. I go through, pay, pay, and I come out and they're checking receipts. This is when this is like their last month of business and they're still checking the receipt. And I'm just like, I just looked at the guy and was just like, you're really going to check me for a job you're losing that pays you minimum wage. <laughs> like, yeah, bro. Like, like bro, like, you, you ain't stealing nothing. <laughs> like, 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 literally, bro. I was working uh, here. I'd be stuffing my pockets. Like, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I got one of my first messages on here, man. It said, yo, what's good? How's it going? Uh, it's going good, speed decks. <laughs> uh, can you see it on your side? No, I can't. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. Um, Maybe. Participant. Let's see. Hold on one sec. Oh. Wait, I mean on Twitch, because you see it on Twitch, or you're not on Twitch anymore? No, I'm not on Twitch right now. I'm just on Zoom. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah, yeah. we're doing we're, we're doing good, speed X. Thanks for asking. Um <laughs> Sorry, man. Like I said, Twitch is totally new, man, but I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah. Please give us a follow. Uh, please give me a follow, SpeedX. Uh, Don't shiitake. Right. <laughs> huh? It's a dope shiitake. Dope shiitake? What's that? No, dope shit. Oh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, you chose the topic of punk rock. Uh what was your first band that got you into punk rock? Uh, it was actually three. 
It was uh, the Clash, the Ramones, and the Sex Pistols. That's like the Holy Trinity for me because you got um, like you got the Sex Pistols and the Clash out of uh, London, and you got the Ramones out of New York. Um, but like the Ramones, you know, they they were just basic. That's what I liked about them. The um, hi ho, let's go, fast guitar. Um, sing about crazy stuff. Like um, my favorite song of theirs is a uh, uh, I want to be sedated. Cause God, I want that so much. Sometimes <laughs> just, <laughs> just put me in a wheelchair and get me on a plane. Hurry, hurry, hurry before I go insane. <laughs> but um, and then the Sex Pistols. I I read an article from like People Magazine. Like they did like a whole like little booklet about '70s culture, and the Sex Pistols actually got a mention in there. And they were called the Spice Girls of their day, and I couldn't. <laughs> I honestly could not agree more <laughs> because they were just <laughs> it was just like such a different type of group uh, like they uh, Malcolm McLaren the the um, their manager the guy behind the whole band his the whole reason he started that band was just for as a publicity stunt and then it was just like these guys were getting like notoriety throughout uh london um if you actually watch this documentary called the filth and the fury it's all about their entire career like um the song god save the queen actually got john john lyden uh or johnny rotten as he was known then it got a beat up because they thought it was like an insult to the queen at the time but usually uh, just going no we were saying love the queen <laughs> got the shit kicked out of them for it <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird seeing Johnny Rotten now because like back back in the seventies he's like all oh, anarchy in the UK that kind of thing and now he's just like yeah Trump's awesome like it's like what the f-? <laughs> like complete one eighty uh, and then hmm. but then you got a band like the Clash who kind of brought punk into the mainstream because I still hear their songs on the radio. Like, uh, they got songs like, uh, should I stay or should I go now? That, yeah. that one. And, um, and it's rock all over commercials. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, rock the Casbah. They got London Colin, which has been used in a lot of uh, films and TV shows. Um, and one that's not really like most people don't know the name of, but y- you'll hear it. It's called a uh, train in vain. Um, the, the lyrics are, uh, uh, you didn't stand by me. Dun, 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 no, not at all. Dun, 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 there's no way. Like, um, it was. I think it was about like. <laughs> this is gonna sound fucked up, but I think the song was about conditioning women to listen to you. <laughs> so, so fucked up. I know. <laughs> so, so fucked up. I know. <laughs> but I see your point. Man, uh, if you, I ain't gonna lie, man, if you ever have a cover band, I'm coming to see you, brother. You, <laughs> you're nailing it, man. <laughs> well, I, I would kind of want to write my own stuff. I'm actually writing a song right now. Um, I'm trying to like, I've been trying to ease back on my uh, drinking lately. Um, and one thing I've been doing is just been like trying to find little side projects. So I, I started writing a song. I call it, a, I wrote, I'm writing one called Nice Guys. And um, it's basically just making fun of the whole nice guy trope. Like, I'm a nice guy. Why won't you fuck me? Well, because nice doesn't equate good, asshole. <laughs> like that kind of thing. 
Yeah, I got the, like the Weird Al vibe to it. Kinda. Nice. But um, I've more recently gotten to this. Um, and I don't know why they don't get more credit. Uh, this pop punk band, uh, The Offspring, which have been around since the 1980s to now, even. Yep. Yep. And if you, they've done so many songs that they play on um uh, the radio that I'm surprised they don't get more uh, recognition. Like, um, what's that one song? Uh, You're Gonna Go Far, Kid. That's that's probably their most popular one. You know, it's that one that goes, um, uh, with a false disguise and a million lies, hit them right between the eyes, hit them right between the eyes. You know that one? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I'm, I'm with you when it comes to punk, punk rock, man. Like I, punk rock was one of the few genres of music that I could slide by listening to when I was a Jehovah Witness. Like it was that, and like I could sneak and listen to rap, but like they really, really were like against rap. But yeah, when it comes to punk rock, man, I can go. You know, I know it pretty well. Um, the the band that got me into punk rock was Green Day. Same here, actually. Uh, well, unknowingly, when I was like younger, because. My older sister's a MTV brat. Like okay. she grew up in like like the golden era of M- MTV where they still were like playing music videos and that was it. Yeah, when TRL was like a special event. I guess so. Like she, I think she like fell off from there. She was just like, it just started sucking after that. <laughs> it was it was funny because uh my my brother, uh it was it was it was weird. Like my brother had a friend that was like, Man, you gotta watch TRL. And he was a white guy, and my brother was like, "No, you gotta watch 106 in Park." And uh, it's like if you were black, 106 in Park was kind of the thing to watch, and if you were white, um, uh, TRL was more the thing to watch. And you know, I, I guess I, I, I have no idea. Uh, I, I remember 106 in Park more than I remember TRL, but that's just because it was in the house. Yeah. Well, well, like a band like Green Day, like that was like the first band that spoke to me. Especially with the song "Basket Case," because boy, if I'm not that. <laughs> but um, yeah, like <clears throat> I kind of, but I kind of fell off Green Day after the American Idiot album, that which was considered their like um, sellout album. <clears throat> but what? I honestly love, I actually love the song uh, "American Idiot" and "Jesus of Suburbia," particularly like the yeah, first like- two tracks on that album. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Green Day, man. I, I like I like all their albums. I really don't think they had like a drop-off point. They just were on a few bands that were like, they stuck to their sound and they never, you know, a lot of people reinvent themselves. Like Drake and many other artists, they reinvent themselves where they're just like, nah, we know what our fans like. And uh, yeah, yeah like, we, we, nah, our fans are good. Like, we, like, um, but I would love to, if you could, could you explain the difference between 90s punk rock and 2000s punk rock? 2000s. Hmm. Hmm. 90s punk rock and 2000s punk rock. They honestly, I just feel like it was just transit, a transitional change is all. It's just like, it's just going from the, the 90s punk rock was more focused on like hey we're we're the weird kids and um we're the weird kids and you're the uh this is 
how do I put it? <laughs> I I don't feel too much of a difference between nineties and two thousands. A it a it kind of sounds about the same, typically, um, but also like the transition. It, I think it's just like two thousands got a little more emotional. That's the term emo rock. Um, like people were starting to address things more like uh. I, this is how I feel, whereas like '90s was like this is how you should feel about us, and 2000s was like this is how we feel about you in society. I I, I can see that in the 2000s it did become more like I'm trying to make sure I'm politically correct. I don't want to. I didn't. Wanna, I was about to slip up and be like, oh, school should have music, but with a nice tone, <laughs> and. So uh, I probably ended that out. Um, but uh, <laughs> okay, I don't know where I'm going. Um, that's a, that's a hard question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, bro. When I asked it, I was like, "Oh, maybe this wasn't the best." I was just like, "I even." It's weird when I ask a question that like I can't answer, but it's yeah. Like, uh, um, <laughs> But I mean, 2000s, that's when you were starting to get like the emo bands like uh, My Chemical Romance and Fallout Boy and um, All American Rejects, which, Christ, what happened to them? Like, it's like all of America rejected them. Yeah, man, they kept trying to come back with like singles and like they would do decent, but they wouldn't do the same numbers. Yeah. Uh, while we're on, uh, also, before we get into deeper, when you think of punk rock, do you have a certain guitar riff or a certain like sound that you hear when you think of it? That loud, aggressive, in-your-face type sound. Um, I think the best example would be the guitar work of Greg Ginn from the band Black Flag, who, okay. uh, which, which launched the career of one of my personal heroes, uh, Henry Rollins, who is a get a, a singer he's he's no longer doing music he but he does a lot of spoken word tours and has even been like on some like stand-up comedy stuff yeah in recent years if have you, you seen his out, movies yeah um hell his show one of uh the show he did sons of anarchy where he played a neo-nazi he did a fucking phenomenal job on that show yeah and what i love is is his attitude about acting uh saw in an interview uh his attitude towards acting was, um, hey, you want to be in this movie? Yeah. You know how to act? No. <laughs> He's just a guy who just... <laughs> He's just a guy who'll do it for the work. He just loves doing his work. <laughs> yeah. If you if you guys ever get a chance, watch Henry Rollins' Narwhal interview. It's like he is trying so hard to, like... I wouldn't say be an asshole to Narwhal, but he was trying so much to, like bully Narwhal to like, all right, bro, you got to hurry up with this interview. I don't want to do it. But Narwhal just like throws out so many questions that like he didn't think Narwhal knew or topics that, I mean, things about his life Narwhal knew. It was like, all right, buddy, you do your research. Uh, <laughs> I got to give you time for that. You you know some stuff that I even I forgot about, you know. But, uh, <laughs> do you know who Narwhal is? Yeah. Um, okay. And not the biggest fan of him, honestly, but hey, do you, man? Do you? <laughs> Why do you think it's like a gimmick? Because I have a few other friends I, that they're like, it's just a gimmick. Like, it's just something somebody looked up his, looked at a MySpace page and like got all this old information. 
I think I, I think I just watched one interview a couple. I think and it just might be from this. I just watched one interview like a couple years ago, stoned off my ass, and um, it was with musician Mac DeMarco. Do you do you know him? Yep. Yeah, and uh, I could tell that again. It was just one of those things. I could tell Mac DeMarco really didn't want to do this, <laughs> and it's just like the guy was just a little too like energetic. I don't know. I don't. I don't like. I'm. I don't know what it is about me. I don't like people who are so positive all the time. It's just like, God, you know, this annihilation is near, right? Okay. <laughs> that's always, that's just what's in my head, though. <laughs> so, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah, nothing against those people. Good for you for being happy. But at the same time, I really don't want to be around you <laughs> that much. <laughs> all my friends are sad. That's why we're comedians. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> the end okay. is nigh. Let's just get on with it. <laughs> Do you have any favorite one-hit wonders when it comes to punk rock? One-hit wonders. Hmm. <laughs> one-hit wonders. If you uh, can't think of any, I can throw a few out there for you and see if you remember them. Yeah, because, I mean, I listen to all of it, and I like all of it. <laughs> so, uh, Do you remember Metro Station? Metro Station, right? Uh, shake it, shake it. Um, it was Molly Cyrus Brothers Band. I never heard of that. I've never uh, listened to any of his music. I didn't know that he was doing anything. Uh, this is years ago. He ain't been doing nothing for years. So, oh. uh, do you remember the red jumpsuit apparatus? Yeah, I remember them. Uh, what That's do you think? No, no, that's the Metro Station was the name of that band, and they had a song called Shake oh, It. Oh, 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 oh gotcha, the gotcha. Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, they had a song called Face Down, and I think that was it. I like that one. Why like do you think that. they didn't, like, pop after that? I just think it was... Um, I just don't think that their sound is what, like, the mainstream type of uh radio is like looking radio uh the music industry in general is like looking for because if you look at how the music industry run they want things that will sell they don't want things that are good you know what i mean yeah exactly uh lit my my own worst enemy lit do you remember that band they had that one song my my own worst enemy isn't in like every american pie movie yeah, yeah, yeah. My my own worst enemy. I love that song. <laughs> Me too. What a passion. What a yeah, passion. I love, I love a lot of those uh, early 2000s type of pop punk songs. Uh, but like like I said, The Offspring is like one of my favorite band. It's probably my favorite band. Uh, uh, and they did that song, uh, uh, I Want You, that was in the American Pie soundtrack. Um, <laughs> then you had a, you had a band like... Uh, Fuck, what was their name? Uh, they did that song, uh, Butterfly, that was like in every movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Lady. Come, come, my lady, be my butterfly, sugar, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Lit, like, and the Offspring influenced so much pop rock, punk rock, that it's, it's amazing to see that, like, you know, unless you're really into punk rock, you may not know who those two bands are. But, like, I think without Lit, you wouldn't have a lot of bands that, you know, really blossomed into something bigger. Uh, yeah. How much credit do you think Splash Mouth should get? 
Smash Mouth? Yeah. You know what? I like Smash Mouth. <laughs> I put I like Smash Mouth the same way I like bowling for soup. Like this is Disney Channel music, but I enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Uh I, and fuck, I love bowling for soup. I, I listen to yes. most, have you listened to their most recent song? I listen to all their albums, dude. One of my friends, he like he did not enjoy their music. He gave me their first album. And I was like, this is good. This is, yeah. I mean, it's Disney Channel music. This is very happy music. But like, Trucker Hat is still on my playlist right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I mean, fuck. I, I went to my high school reunion uh, the, the year before the pandemic like hit uh 2019 i should just say that <laughs> and uh uh seeing everyone i went to school with hadn't changed a bit the first song i played when i got in my car was high school never ends because it's just like yep not for these fuckers <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the fact that like uh it just seems like everybody looks the same just like 20 extra pounds yeah <laughs> Well, everyone I went to school with is either in con- the guys are either in construction or they're cops, and like all the girls like are housewives selling like Mary Kay products and Tupperware and shit. So it's just it's like yeah, like and like there were like three people I could like really talk to. One of which uh, my buddy Tim, who uh, Tim spits off. He's a uh, he's a professional pool player now, which I think is cool as shit so i was able to talk to him about like like he's done competitions across the country and then a guy knew uh patrick who's uh working it in charlotte so it's just like oh you got out too thank god so yes uh <laughs> it was i was my my experience it was so sad bro it was super sad man we had uh homecoming and then they had like this thing we were gonna do at somebody's house and uh, I was not popular in high school, so I literally went a group message, and I'm like, "Hey guys, I'm at this, I'm at the house, at this little house, whatever. It was a trailer, whatever, where everybody's supposed to meet up at the homecoming." So I text, and like it's other like students there, but they're not from my class. And uh, I text, and I'm like, "Hey guys, I'm here." And literally on Facebook Messenger, you can see everyone that saw your message. I'm looking at like a 50, 100 people that saw my message just went right by. Luckily, one of my <laughs> friends, Travis Rogers, he, Travis, he was like, hey, Mike, I'm about to pull up. And I'm like, man, I'm leaving already. A hundred people have seen this message and didn't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? They're having a full conversation past my message. Like, I'm not, God, I'm not sticking around. I made it out of Winsboro. All you mad motherfuckers still there? <laughs> well, well enjoy your like, plant enjoy your plant jobs motherfucker. <laughs> hey man i work a plant job don't knock until you try okay it. okay i'm sorry okay okay this went left okay <laughs> that is hard work that is hard work man <laughs> yes yes i am true so okay this is all right so punk rock man oh he's not a plant job nothing wrong with plant jobs anybody watching plant jobs are amazing oh uh, no, they're not. They suck. They suck a okay. bag of dicks. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Don't not not one, but a bag. Okay. Stay in school, kids, but go get like a trade job. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the females when it comes to 
punk rock. I feel like Avril Lavigne had to walk so Paramore could run. Okay, I could see that. Um, I always felt, and I even put Avril Lavigne in this category on my Spotify uh, playlist. Uh, I put her more under genuine like pop music. I don't know why, but I think she's just like like super mainstream. Yeah, of course. The, <laughs> like at the time, but uh, but Paramore, I definitely put more in the punk section. Like Haley Williams is the fucking kick ass chick on yes. vocals. Um, but you also have to remember uh, their origins as well because you got people like Debbie Harry from Blondie and my favorite, uh, Joan Jett from uh, The Runaways. Okay. Um, who's still kicking even at like 60 years old. Like, um, just can just belt it out like she could in 1979. Um, and then, of course, with like goth music, you got someone like Susie Sue from Susie and the Banshees, who um, kind of paved the way for more for bands like um, uh, the yeah the Cure and um, eventually like My Chemical Romance. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree completely, man. Par- Paramore was like, I mean, Avril Lavigne, she she had a great run. Like no one can doubt her run. Like she had yeah. it. Like. Um, but when it came to Paramore, she dated one of those guys at one point. That, maybe. <laughs> I thought like one of the guys left the band because they broke up or something. I think it's a whole new. I think one extra one new person's in that group now because they still tour. Okay. Okay. Well, that would make sense. But at the same time, I mean, Stevie Nicks wrote a whole album about her shitty ex with her shitty ex. And performed with her shitty ex. So I don't know. Maybe sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> How much I that ooh, boy, that's 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 tough. That's ooh, I mean money is money, you know, money makes things go, but man, that is that is something to see. That's he a, must that's... I mean, unless he help her write it and like he gets that writing credit or he's getting royalty money, that's I take that back. It, it depends. Like nobody wants to work at a desk either. So it's like, oh, I can I can endure this for yeah. the right amount of money. Well, and and that's the thing. That was their best selling album, Rumors. <laughs> People love controversy, man. Controversy sales. It really does. <laughs> I think that's why Kanye is still relevant. Like that, nah. that, actually, you know, he, he does still produce some good songs. Yeah, I about to say yeah, he he produced as well. Like even if he just yeah. stopped rapping and started just producing, he he would still be you know go down as greatness when it comes to that kind of music. Uh, question for you. Yeah. Jimmy eats the world in Jimmy Eats World. Do you remember that band? I rem- I, I know the name. I didn't hear a lot of their stuff. Okay. So. Uh, all right. Great band, man. If you get a chance to revisit them, check them out. Um, another one for you. If you had to explain the difference between some 41 and Blink-182, what would you say the big difference would be? Um, Because sometimes people really, even with rap or any other genre, they would be like, okay, this is just the same song over and over and over again. Yeah, no. um, Here's the thing. Some 41, they've always played more the uh, fast, loud route themselves um 
talking about singing about like nonconformity and how uh, you should try and stay to your individual route. They were always more a bit in your face. Whereas like Blink-182, they were just more fun. They just had more fun with it. But at the same time, they were able to like kind of take it down a level just to kind of like get into a more personal space. I mean, Adam's song is a fucking beautiful song. Yeah. But, uh, and it's about like one of their um, friends from high school who uh, committed suicide. Yep. And it was the song was like a tribute to them. And uh, then you got uh, one of my favorites, um, I Miss You, you know, which is very soft, which is a very soft ballad compared to a lot of the other stuff they've done. Yes. So uh, I think it's just that Blink-182 was able to bring it down a little bit just so that they could get more on a personal level. Nice. I totally agree. All right, next question for you. Let's say you're trying to set the mood. It's you and your lady. You're trying to set the mood. Who would you play? Plain White Tees or Lifehouse? The Buzzcocks. <laughs> I mean, they got a song called Orgasm Addict. <laughs> Sorry. Nah, you're right. I didn't even think of them. So. Hey, it, be, it beats Black Flag slipping in. True. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> true. Um, simple Plan and Good Charlotte. Uh, which one would you listen to first? <clears throat> I like that Simple Plan song, Welcome to My Life, but I feel like Good Charlotte had a lot more bangers so i'll go get charlotte um the anthem i mean i still listen to it to, to this day because just good good music lifestyles of the rich and the famous <clears throat> i loved how like shows like mtv cribs back in the day would play that song and it was really just more about like how depressed rich people actually are <laughs> yeah exactly uh <laughs> It's amazing how many songs get played out. Of, I was thinking this the other day. Dale Earnhardt, you know, he's a he's a big hero in Cabarrus County, where I'm from, um, because he was born in Kannapolis, uh, North Carolina. And then when he died, I remembered the the rock station up here played Green Days. They played a Green Day song with his with like all his interviews after races like dubbed over and like yeah. like sound sound bites from uh races he had done or won but the so and it would have been a beautiful gesture if the song they had hadn't chosen was good riddance by green day <laughs> would that would have been perfect no it's not <laughs> that's a terrible song <laughs> to pick when you're trying to give you a tribute to someone <laughs> You don't think so? That's a beautiful song. Like, that's what. Well, here's the backstory of that song. The song is about how Billy Joe Armstrong, lead singer, got picked on a lot in school because he was, um, yeah, you know, he he wasn't like the other kids who's trying to like form a band, and he wasn't like partying with them. He's like going to shows and whatnot, and he got a lot of flack for it in school. But then he sees like the people he graduated with living like normal jobs, and he's just saying. Yeah, fuck you. I made it. <laughs> That's what yeah, the song's I, really about. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I know, I know, but I, I know what it's really about. But if you if you didn't know the backstory, 
that's what you think when you hear it. But yeah, I, I know the backstory. Okay, okay. But <laughs> just the fact the song's called Good Riddance, <laughs> and then you go say, put that over. You can put Dale Earnhardt's stuff over it right after he died. Like, Good Riddance. <laughs> And I ain't gonna lie, man. Till I heard the backstory, I never made the name never made sense. But when I heard the backstory, I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, okay." This yeah, once I heard, once once you hear the backstory, you're like, "Oh, yeah, good riddance." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's now this all ties together. Um, well, yeah, it would be a beautiful song if it wasn't such a big fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure when you blow up in comedy, you have a few fuck yous you want to hand out. So, nah, not really. Well. My high school reunion, because I told him I was doing stand-up comedy. And then he may as well pat me on the head and say, I'm good for you. And I was just like, motherfucker, I'm actually, like, booking shit. You sell Mary Kay mail. Yeah, it's like, what do you do? You raise kids. Oh, That's... shit. Oh, shit. Which, oh, which, shit. Doesn't, which doesn't sound bad. I mean, it's like, it, it's a noble thing to do. But at the same time, I went to the same type of school where, like, 15-year-olds were getting pregnant, like, all the time. Yeah, they could be raising the serial killer, so, you know. Yeah, it's just like... Yeah, yeah, don't tell me your son's good till he's, like, 21, and I can see, like, oh, yeah, he's models, you know, he's a model citizen. Don't tell me he's good at five when everybody else is. Yeah. Um, so, all-time low in all-American rejects, uh, how would you explain those two separate parts of uh, punk rock all time low i don't think i've heard of them okay um, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie i'm such an old man when it comes to music i listen to like a lot of older stuff mainly okay, but, okay uh, what about panic and the disco and all american rejects how would you explain them differently differently okay okay that one i could do um panic at the disco it's like as time went on like I loved, I loved their music in the 2000s. But as time went on, they got like extra mainstream. They became more, more about the pop aspect than the punk aspect. Whereas like All American Rejects, God bless them, they tried <laughs> to like stick to their roots. They had that, but they had that one song, uh, "Gives You Hell," which honestly I don't mind it. But that was kind of like their like probably their last song, like good. Oh, I don't even know good song because I've just heard so many complaints about it. Okay. But their last effort to try and stay relevant. Okay. I thought it was move along, but yeah, you're probably right. It's probably that song. Yeah. Um. So what's what do you think happened to punk rock? Or do you think it's still a it still exists? Like pop like popularity wise. I think it still exists, but it's like you got to go look for it now. Yeah. Um, I would say the best example of a modern punk rock band that is fairly relevant. I know a lot of people who know this group. It's Fiddler out of uh, Los Angeles. And um, they've done songs like Cocaine, uh, Alcohol. They've done. <laughs> They do like a lot of like party songs, but they're like really raw and like aggressive in their music. Like if you so like take a listen to the song Cocaine. It's so like it starts on like sounding soft and then it just goes like just loud 
wild, like wild, and it, it's just it's really good. I love, that's how much I like it. Uh, I don't know how to put it really. Nice, nice. It's in your and, face. Well, it should be. <laughs> and uh, my before I forget, someone told me this, and I, and I just don't agree. Uh, the band The Killers. Have you heard of them? Yes. Do you consider them punk rock? I think they were trying to start on that road, but they never really, they just, again, very mainstream. Like, um, but I actually like them on a pop level. Like, uh, Runaway, Runaways is such a sad song to listen to hear. But um, then again, you got like a song like The Man, which is a joke. It's a joke song overall it's about how um how a man should act and how a man should be and that's what uh brandon the lead singer is trying to say that he is it, like even watch the music video for it it really puts the story into context <laughs> okay oh, oh. so anything else you would like to add about how punk rock has influenced pop culture well if you look at fashion today a lot of that comes from like the the seventies, eighties uh, punk aesthetic, where you got like the Doc Martin boots now, or like I'm Van sneakers, uh, which I see everyone wearing these days. Um, yeah, me included. Yeah, yeah, uh, and even like denim jackets, denim vests that that came from like the punk era, because that was just like patchwork clothing, and and uh, army fatigues. I see a lot of people in hip hop wearing shit like that. Um, what else? Uh, you know, like hairstyles like mine. You get it all spiked up. You get like the the faux hawk. That's uh, initially from punk, but also um, the move. The recent movie Us actually had a pretty good statement about how much shit had changed. Because if you notice in the movie at the beginning. You see a guy like um, when the dad at the beginning is like playing the carnival game and like the, the carny is wearing a black flag t-shirt. It's, yeah. That's an OG black flag t-shirt. But later on in the movie, the daughters of the, the, the white couple who get brutally murdered is wearing a black flag tee. But it's like she doesn't know who that is. It's just more the designer type type thing. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so it just shows how much shit had changed from the 80s to now. Uh, on top of that, if you listen to a lot of, like, punk rock actually gets, like, a lot more cred, like, for musical uh, artists, like, like the styles of it. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of a few, but I can't really off the top of my head. But if you watch any like influential list, like there's a there's usually at least one punk band in it. It's typically, like the Ramones or the Clash, which were like the first real mainstream punk bands. But then you got like Green Day, even like uh, uh that they get they get a nod for like the modern setting of what punk rock is. Who do you think um, helped more? Because they definitely helped each other. Uh, do you think skateboarding helped punk rock more or punk rock helped skateboarding more? I think 
I think in a way skateboarding did. And I wasn't a big skateboarder. I got like on a skateboard once, fell, scraped my knee, and I was like, fuck that shit. Uh, <laughs> I've been in and out of hospitals like as a kid. I, I don't want to go, I don't want another visit. But <laughs> um, but no, I think uh, skateboarding actually helped punk rock a little more. Because while I wasn't good at skateboarding, I would still play like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater <laughs> on the N64. And then you're hearing stuff from like the Dead Kennedys on there and like some 41 and uh, the Offspring, like uh, it just has littered throughout that entire soundtrack. So even if you weren't like a skateboarder, like outside listening to your boombox, you were, you'd be inside playing that game, listening to the same music. Yeah, true. Yeah. Very true. So it's Very just true. like, oh, I kind of like that one. Like, uh, I I didn't recognize Police Truck by the Dead Kennedys until years later. <laughs> and it was like the first track in the, that warehouse level in Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> I was just like, oh shit, that's what that is? <laughs> but, yeah, that... Even, but even um, one of my favorite TV shows ever and also a big influencer in my comedy uh, is the show Jackass. Yes, and that's, definitely. That show starts with a punk rock song. It's called, uh, and it, it should have been the theme song for 2020. It's called Corona by the Minutemen. <laughs> and it's it's about how the world is on fire, but it but we'll all be fine. <laughs> My favorite Jackass song is still, um, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. I love that one too. <laughs> I mean, what a passion, bro. That song is just, it's just beautiful, man. It's, it's if, you, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Yeah. But my dad showed me this uh, a few years back, but uh, someone dubbed that song over moments from The Simpsons where Homer gets hurt. <laughs> like, it's just all that. It's a compilation of that with that song dubbed over it. <laughs> I'll nice. just send you a link to it. <laughs> please, please don't forget. I want to see that, man. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, well, man, thank you so much, man, for coming on and tell me about um, helping me with punk rock and how it's influenced pop culture, man. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say to your fans? Um, you can catch me next weekend. You can catch me in Rock Hill, South Carolina at 742 North, out where I will be complete, competing in the Roast War Championship. I'll be going up against Nick Robinson of another Charlotte comic. But if you put us side by side, we look just like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> I'm dead serious. My spiked hair and my big eyes, he's got like, <laughs> you just got to see us side by side. We really do look nice. like it. Good luck with that, man. I, it's, it's it's some tough people in that competition, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be tough, man. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Chris asked me about it, and I was like, man, I got feelings. And, uh, <laughs> can you tell people where they can follow you? You can follow me at the real Ben Stacy. That's S T A C Y. I have to say that because people put E in it a lot. Uh, the real Ben Stacy at on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow me on Facebook at Ben Stacy. It's the, I've got like three profiles because I, I'm logged out of two, <laughs> and. It's the one where I'm where I have a microphone in my hand. I'm wearing a red flannel. My hair's all spiked up. 
So yeah, follow me on those. Nice, nice, man. Thank you again for coming on the show, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for watching and have an amazing day.